Hello, listeners. This is Pete Fayette of the Pete and Terry podcast, coming to you from World Domination Headquarters in sunny Southern California. Stay tuned. Our first podcast is being brought to you by Pete and Terry, for the time being anyway. I don't want to speak for Terry, but let me say that we don't take ourselves very seriously. Unless we indicate otherwise, neither should you. But with that being said, it's our hope that we bring to the table more than just a play setting. Our mission is to go light, very light, keeping out those things that tend to worry the shit out of us every day. More importantly, give you a chance to laugh at us, with us, doesn't matter, as long as we can get you to crack a smile. But before we get there, we thought it might be a good idea to let you, our most fervent listeners, know a little about us, a very little. So with that in mind, I want to introduce you to my podcast partner, Terry. Hello, Peter. This is Terry. Hi, Terry. How are you today? Fantastic. Wow, that's good to hear on this fantastic Southern California day. That was a great preamble, Peter. I just want to thank you for coming up with that. And uh, it's very helpful when you join my podcast like this that uh, you're prepared. So thank you very much. I spent close to two weeks on that preamble, so uh, <laughs> I'm glad you appreciate it. It's hard to wordsmith th- things like this, you know, even though we are from the school of wordsmith. We're paid to wordsmith. You are now. I'm not anymore. I'm barely now that I'm semi-retired, but maybe we're jumping it. ahead. So let's get this party started. What do you say? Our podcast episode is entitled Homes and Hometowns. And on that note, Terry, would you be so kind as to tell us a little bit about yours? Well, I grew up in the school of hard knocks on the the rough side of town. Wrong side of the tracks? Wrong side of the tracks. Clearly, I made it out, and uh, here I am on a podcast. That that sums it up. I'm very proud of you. Tell us a little bit about family life. Well, I had a, a rough upbringing being the middle child, you know, the one who's always picked on the lowest expectations of. So... I tried to uh, break out of that, and it was always hard because I had older brothers that were always holding me down and younger brothers that were shining beyond my star. That's the short version of it. And and usually the middle child is the least likely to succeed from the readings that I've uh, uh, That That's absolutely true in this case as well. And most frequently come away with uh, psycholo- psychological damage. Usually the loudest mouth as well, trying to be heard as much as possible. Thus, I am the only brother with a podcast. So far. Does that mean you have other brothers? I have lots of brothers, but not as many as you. We both have large families, and we are depending on all of those families to become listeners and followers of ours. Um, They'll be forced to, or they'll spend some time at the gulag. Uh, I don't have as many brothers as you, but I was born and raised in a small town in Vermont with uh, 10 other brothers and sisters. So twice as many followers as me then, since I only have four brothers. It's, it's, it's possible. Um, and I've got, I can't tell you how many grandnieces and grandnephews I've got, but it's fairly significant. And all of them will be coerced into listening as well. Terry. Let me ask you, point blank, did you enjoy your high school years? Very much so. I grew up in Tacoma, Washington, and I went to the most beautiful high school in the world, 
and that is not exaggerating at all. Stadium High School in Tacoma, Washington, has been voted the most beautiful high school in the in the world. By, by Tacoma's? By everybody who's ever voted and seen pictures of every high school in the world. It's, it's unanimous. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have voted for mine, that's for sure. Okay, so now that we've gotten over the fact that your stadium high school was the most beautiful high school, voted the most beautiful high school in the world, who was the most beautiful girl at the most beautiful high school? Depends on what year. Okay, um, let's say your senior year when it's most critical. To preserve their anonymity. We don't I'll have to mention you, last names. Yes, Carolyn Hansen. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn, she, Carolyn, if you're listening. If, she, if you're listening, she'll smile and say, of course, I was voted most beautiful, and you can see it in the yearbook. Oh, so you're just going along with the rest of the with the rest of the crowd. It, it was kind of slim pickings, <laughs> and Carolyn, Carolyn's hands down the winner. So everybody will agree. Okay, happen to have a picture of her, either nude or clothed. I I have neither. Okay, that's too bad. So Terry, tell me about your attempt to go out with this girl. So it was uh, classic friend zone situation. Carolyn was a great girl. Actually, she is a great girl. I haven't spoken to her in 30 years, but she had a steady boyfriend all through high school. And during our senior year, she broke up with him. Nice. I went out with her about a week later. And I think she only went out with me to make him jealous because she was back with him on Monday. <laughs> and and I don't the day was I don't know, went to probably Frisco Freeze or something. And that was it. Nice girl. We were still friends afterwards and got back with that guy, you know, within twenty four hours of the one date I had with her. So you and, think it was uh, because she was trying to make him jealous, but is there is it possible you were just revolting to her? Well, that was uh a clear possibility because the same sort of thing happened over the years. Numerous times. It always seemed like I'd date a girl, and then two weeks later, they'd be back with their boyfriends. So there is a pattern we could draw on. There is. Yeah. There is. Okay. Um, How about you, Pete? Who's the best-looking girl in your high school class? Well, since I was never a senior, I don't know if I told you this, but I left school my first week in my senior year of high school. You were kicked out when? I uh, I quit. I didn't get kicked out. I would have gotten kicked out a couple months into it, but I chose my window and my path. I followed a girlfriend to Virginia my 17th year. But prettiest girl in high school, there were two of them. But for me, it was Judy Hill. I had a crush on Judy, but like your Carolyn, she had a boyfriend almost the entire time in high school. And so we never linked up at all. It was always just friends going out on the lunch hour or study hall, chit-chatting, making small talk, and me fantasizing, of course about judy hill hill sorry about that i was i was using judy's name quietly and silently <laughs> you know my mother-in-law's name is judy so when you're you're whispering you're whispering sweet nothings about judy that's the image i'm getting okay and, and that's it's not necessarily a bad thing 40 years ago but I can understand the confusion, and it wasn't a Cary Grant, Jude, Jude, Jude. <laughs> Tell me more about this girl you followed to wherever, Good. Virginia? I, I fell in love with Stephanie in Burlington. I was uh, 16. She was 15. Puppy love. But we went out for a few years. Then her dad, who was an attorney, found a job 
with GE out of, I don't know, Portsmouth, Virginia. So they moved to Virginia Beach and it was the most traumatic event of my young life at that point in time. We were at the real peak of our romance. So, so you had a pretty easy life as a kid is what you're saying. Uh, I'm not sure what I said that might have suggested that if this was the If this was the most traumatic event. All right. I lived a privileged life. So, there you go. Yep. You've disclosed that. But when my girlfriend left me, I fell apart. You were definitely wanting for something then. So my dad saw that I was completely devastated by her departure. And so he ended up driving me around the neighborhood trying to console me as I was sobbing uncontrollably. Console me. I remember him driving me around the neighborhood saying, Peter, okay, for okay. the girls. <laughs> Come with me, Peter. Come with me, son. There There's other fish the neighborhood. In the sea. <laughs> I was worried that he might know who the young girls might have been. Okay, so I don't want to talk anymore about Stephanie. She's still around. She's in uh, Aptos, California, which is up in the Santa Cruz area. At 17, when you move to another state by yourself, how's that work? That's a, an entire podcast altogether. But let's just say that I wrote a note, left it for my parents saying, I'm, I'm leaving town, I'm hitchhiking south with a destination unknown, but I actually had airplane tickets <laughs> and flew to Virginia. <laughs> privilege, so, privilege once again showing its ugly face. Well, I was, I was trying to, I was trying to throw them a curveball. So if they were going to send my brothers down the, down route seven to look for me hitchhiking, <laughs> it would have wasted a few hours and I would have, I would have already gotten to my destination. I know this whole thing could be the, the subject of another podcast, but I, my question now is, was any sort of search party sent out? No. And then the next day I ended up calling my mother anyway, told her where I was and said, I'm okay, I'm fine. And how many days into this did they get the restraining order against you, Peter? My girlfriend's parents? Yes. Yeah, see, that was the whole thing I wasn't expecting. I thought they liked me. <laughs> I've just given you some never before heard publicly about my previous life. You've really we're, opened up today, Peter. We're talking. <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Okay, Terry, it's your turn, pal. You got away with just talking about a pretty girl in high school that you'd once dated and you scared her away. What I want to know is, what was your best memory from school? My best memory from high school revolves around a trip that I took. So there's, this could be three podcasts uh, in and to itself. But um, when I was a junior in high school, I was an exchange student, international exchange student. So my junior year, spring quarter, semester, whatever it was, I went to Mexico on this exchange program. And it was really fun because there were kids from all different high schools in Tacoma that went on this trip. So there's only a handful of kids from each school. So there were 28 kids that went. 28 kids was from all different high schools. So there were, you know, four or five kids from each high school. And before we went down to Mexico, we actually had to study Spanish, Mexican culture, and all this stuff in one high school, all of us together. And when we went down to Mexico, the trip consisted of about six weeks in Mexico, which included a train trip that we went on. So we flew from Tacoma to El Paso, Texas, went across the border to Ciudad Juarez, took a train from Ciudad Juarez to Mexico City, which is a three-day train, stayed in Mexico City for a week, split up and went to different cities all over Mexico. I was in Guadalajara for about five weeks. Then we all got back together and went to Mazatlan for a week and then back home. 
And it was a great trip because there was very little supervision and there were 28 high school kids. Of the 28, there were 22 girls and six guys. So you can imagine how much fun a trip like that could be. I'm already imagining something, Terry, but it might not be exactly what your story is, where your story's heading, but going down with basically no agenda itinerary sounds to me like your high school teacher may have been a drug distributor and he was sending you guys down as mule is as <laughs> as mules that didn't even know what you were getting into it wasn't that bad however the lack of supervision led to a few interesting things along the way for example like i said we flew to um, el paso texas went across the border and took this train a three-day train to mexico city so we were, I don't know, first or second day on the train. And for some reason or other, there was no beer left on the train. And so we stopped in this little small town at you know middle of the night. And my buddy Scott and I, and Scott's a still a good friend of mine today, Scott and I said we would, you know, help out the guys on the train by finding more beer. So Scott and I went and we found some little bar down the street, bought a case of beer. We're coming back, and the train is moving when we got back. <laughs> so, and it was at least, you know, one or two o'clock in the morning. So we were running with this case of beer, and the guys on the train are laughing. And But they help us. They grab the case of beer. They get us back on the train. And the one high school teacher who was supervising all 28 of us had no idea we'd even gotten off the train. And right. this, is our, the, this is the Tacoma dealer, the local Tacoma dealer. <laughs> she okay. was not a dealer, but she was she was lenient in her <laughs> in her responsibilities. Anyway, so we did get that case of beer and we safely got back on the train. And anyway, that, that's just one event of many that makes up, you know, my best memory from high school. But it was, it was an amazing trip all around. That is really where it started. But since then, you've become a a second language speaker is that right <laughs> uh i wouldn't say that it helps honestly I, w- I did a trip down in peru just a 10-day trip in peru a while back and um after about two days of being in peru my spanish came back a lot and i was actually uh, i was actually the interpreter for other guys on the trip that wanted to meet peruvian girls so i was translating between them you were brokering it. I was brokering. You were you were brokering dates. I like that. That's yeah. actually a, a pretty good job nowadays. I, I, it wasn't paid at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I did, I think I probably got a few pats on the back, that kind of thing. All right, let me ask it this way: Who was the first goddamn girl you kissed? So that's a funny question. The first girl I kissed, I believe I was in eighth grade. Ooh, nice. And there was an eighth grade party. I'm not going to tell you any information about this girl to protect her privacy. Mm, Okay. But we went to some party. There was a party. It was like the first party everybody had in eighth grade. It lasted about two seconds. And... We never talked about it again. And then she went to a different high school than I did. And we ended up being friends in high school anyway. That's about it. So wait a second. Was this kiss an accident? Was, a, was it an experiment? Was it just a one-off and that was it? I think it was one of those things where it was going to be a one-off no matter what. 
But we never talked about it afterwards. Would you be willing it. to give her a call right now to talk about it? <laughs> I wouldn't know where to call. Well, we have ways of finding out. If you want, we can use some technology to track her down. And if you want to find out the answer to why she never kissed you back or why she never asked you for a second kiss, we, we can get to the bottom of it. I just don't think there's that kind of technology available. Okay. But I, I appreciate your think. efforts. Sure. You said you were at a party. And this yes. was eighth, you think you're maybe eighth grade, so you're... Seventh or eighth four, grade. Fourteen, somewhere in that range? Yeah, 13, 14. Do you have a first name for me? No, I don't. You don't want to give me a first name? <laughs> because you it's don't want... Small, it's a small town. <laughs> okay. And this person could be a listener, possibly? No. Okay. All right, so for all of you 40 listeners out there, and you are our fervent listeners... Don't worry about it. Terry's not going to give up your identities. He's holding it close to the vest. So please feel free to tell him your innermost secrets and your name will never be revealed on this show. It's an ethics thing for me. Of course. We're attorneys. We understand the ethical responsibilities here. There you go. Let's move on here. Do you have any questions for me? Because if you don't, I want to bring on our guest host because this guy is, I mean, most of our listeners are going to know him, but he's amazing. He's been everywhere, well, lived everywhere, done about every job you can imagine. Before we get there, Peter, I do have um, a question here that I just got. Someone just wrote in on the email. I have a question for you. Okay. It says, Peter, I saw you on the Pete and Terry website, and that's PeteandTerry.com, by the way. I saw you on the Pete and Terry website, and my question is, how are you so handsome, and what is your fitness routine? And it's signed by Sandra. Well, Sandra, thank you for that inquiry. You probably don't know this, but for the last 16 years, I have been a devout follower of Tai Chi. And Tai Chi is really it's a discipline that allows you to breathe correctly and move correctly without overburdening your muscular or skeletal systems. And so that's how I've kept in shape. That's why my lungs are clear. <coughs> that's why... I look as good as I do, but it's interesting that somebody was able to see that just by looking at our website. And that's PeteandTerry.com. Thanks, Sandra, for sending in that question. That was very thoughtful. Whoever it is, she deserves our appreciation, mine particularly. Oh, shit. I got a cramp in my leg. <laughs> God. So should I ask what kind of shape you're in? <laughs> That's it for us, listeners. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Pete and Terry's podcast. And now it's Phase with Echoes in the Canyon.